Let's just take a minute and pray. Father, we thank you that right now in this moment that we could meet you, maybe in a way that we didn't meet you before. God, that our ears would be open to hear things that you might want to speak that we've never realized before. Father, we want our hearts to be open in such a way, Lord, that, that it's in this moment we're meeting you differently. And as a result of meeting you differently, we're being transformed and changed because we are in your presence. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, last Sunday we celebrated the Feast of Pentecost. And, and now that everyone is completely filled with the power of the Holy Spirit, I'm expecting great things uh, in the kingdom of God. That we're reminded of that outpouring. And this Sunday is Trinity Sunday. We're reminded of the fullness of the Godhead. And the reading for this week is in Matthew's Gospel. And in Matthew's Gospel, Jesus, at, at verse 28, is giving these final instructions. It's, it's these instructions what the disciples should expect to do that's going to come next. Of course, there'll be his ascension and his promise of the Spirit. And the Spirit is poured out upon his disciples. But here are the very words that he says, this is what's next. This is what you should expect in Matthew 28. This is what's going to follow now. And, and we're reminded of it. We know it as this great commission. And I hear people use the term the great commission. But I don't know if we fully digest what that means as a Christian. What this great commission is all about. Matthew 28, verse 18 through 20. Jesus says this to his disciples. And Jesus came and spoke to them, and he says this, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore, and make disciples in all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And, lo, I am with you always, even to the ends of the age. See, there's this proof that took place of what authority Jesus had, that, that, that the very authority that he was speaking of. And, and this proof of his authority was the power of his resurrection. You know, someone is, rises before you from the dead, they might have something to say to you. And we might want to listen. And they know what Jesus endured, and they know what took place, and they, they know he rose again from the dead. And as a result of him rising from the dead, they begin to realize that there's something greater being fulfilled in and through his life, and that they're paying attention in a way maybe they didn't pay attention before. But that he's given this authority, and that authority, he says, has been given to me in heaven and on earth. That he has all authority. And he's given this authority. And this authority is also going to be given to the disciples. See, the disciples are commissioned to go in the authority of Jesus with one purpose and for one purpose only. And that purpose only is to go and make disciples. That's the authority that he speaks of, that he has. And under that authority, he commissions them to go. Go make disciples. And to be commissioned simply means this. It means being given instruction and authorized to fulfill a duty. That, that someone with an authority over you give, commissions you to go. And that's what Jesus does. And it's to fulfill a purpose. It's to fulfill this duty. It's to fulfill the call. It's to fulfill the very purpose for the church on earth and what it would look like. And what the disciples would go to do. See, the commission for the work of the church on earth is really simple. It's evangelizing. 
That was going to be the, what he commissioned them to do. And, and we were going to go as the church. They were going to go and be the disciples who would bring this message of the gospel. That they would bring light in the midst of darkness to those who didn't know that truth. And we're commissioned to go. And we're commissioned to go not in our own strength, but we're commissioned to go by his power. By that power of the spirit being manifested in our lives. That we're not trying to make it happen in our strength, but that we're doing it because he sent us. Because we're called to go. See, to fulfill the commission of the Lord that he gives us, we first must be a disciple. That you can't fulfill the commission if you're not his disciple. And a disciple is simply this. A disciple is a follower of Christ. A learner in the school of Christ. That's what a disciple is. I'm following after Christ, and I'm a learner. I'm one who's growing and understanding in who he is. I'm, I'm in the school of Christ. A disciple takes Jesus as their teacher and, and learns from him and continues to grow from him. And, and Jesus, who is our teacher, gives a command to go make disciples, not for us to just join some group. And I think where the church has got it wrong today is that somehow we've got this idea of Christianity that we join this group because I come to this knowledge of who he is and I call myself a disciple, a follower of Christ, and it's kind of like, I'm in now. But being part of the, of, of the body of Christ is not the same as joining a country club membership. That it's, it's far greater in its reach of what God wants to accomplish. That I'm not part of this separate sect or group, but that I'm commissioned with something greater in my life. And that, that he's called me to be that disciple for something greater. That it's outside just gathering in a group of people that I know that are like-minded like me. That speak the same funny language that I speak. But that it was something more that he had planned. See, Jesus is looking for a radical commitment a wholehearted commitment from his followers. That's what he's saying. And what I can tell you is he started with 12 and he went down to 11. And he's saying to the 11, are you all in? Are you committed? Are you ready to set your lives apart as my disciples? And to make disciples is, is to share our faith with those that we encounter. It's, he says it's to go and take them and baptize them and bring them into the covenant with God. That this is what is going to transform the world. This very thing is as the church goes out, as the people of God go out and, and bring that gospel message into others' lives. See, but it doesn't end there. It also is to teach them the faith. In other words, that what it means is to follow Christ as his disciple. Not just to know of Christ or know who he is, but be willing to follow Christ as his disciple. And here's what I know for certain, is only a disciple can make a disciple. Just like only a carpenter can make a carpenter. There's no way an electrician's making a carpenter or a plumber's trying to make a carpenter. But it would be one in the same so in that way, only a disciple can make a disciple, and Jesus knew that. A disciple maker is one who has an outreach and an inreach. That's, that's what he's saying by being a disciple maker. And an outreach is our witness to who Jesus is. The inreach is how we nurture others in the faith, that we continue that process in making disciples. Our call as disciples of Christ is to reach the unchurched and make 
disciples. That's, that's what Jesus said. Look, with everything you experienced, all that you learned, all that had happened, this is what's going to continue to happen as I'm gone until I come back again. That you're going to go reach those around you who are unchurched that don't know this truth. And what you're going to do is just, Jesus is saying, what you're going to do is just as I did to you, you're going to do to them. Then you're going to make them disciples. So important for us to get hold of that. You know, I think what happens often in the church is we become churched. And what I mean by that is that we come to this saving knowledge of who Christ is and we begin to gather around people who are celebrating that same relationship that we have and slowly our, our, our friend groups change and before we know it, there's a point in time where all our friends are the same people we're meeting week after week in church. That those are the people that we've created this new group of people in our life, which is wonderful, and we're a community, and we're a body of Christ, and that's so important. But I think we forget that great commission to be a disciple maker. And I think it's a joy to encounter those who don't know Christ. I, I make it a mission in my own life that, that I have unchurched people in my life. That I have unchurched people call me on my phone. That I have unchurched people that are involved in my life. Why? Because I want to make them disciples. And, and it, it, it's not going to be by some magic words that I share with someone, but it's going to be by a relationship that occurs. And as the church, we're called to continue to do that. To be these disciple makers. See, a disciple maker is a Christian who enters into a relationship with people to help them trust and follow Jesus. That's a disciple. A disciple is a Christian who's willing to enter that relationship with other people. And how imperative and how important that is that, that we're engaging those around us and that we're coming to that relationship, that, that we're called to reach the unchurched, that but we're called to be that disciple maker and, and that we're continuing in that relationship. And the part of that, what's necessary for us is the disciple maker is a Christian who enters into that relationship with people so that they would begin to learn to have faith and trust and follow in Christ. And that's why it's so important for us here at Intercessor that we're reminded of our pathway to discipleship. And the pathway to discipleship is through loving, learning, and leading. They're the three ways that you begin to grow and become that disciple of Christ is through loving, learning, and leading. Loving is this. Number one, the first way. It always begins with love. Love is intentional. We're reminded in the scriptures that we're called to love God and love others. And that love will be intentional. Just as Jesus was intentional, when he called his disciples to himself, what did he say? He said, come, follow me. That's intentional. And, and he draws them to himself. And as Christians, we're commanded to go. Jesus said that we're going to go. And if we're going to go, that's intentional. That's with direction of what's next. And we're to intentionally share our faith with those around us. And that's through loving God and loving others, that we would understand that. But to love them and know them that way. See, because of God's love for us, we're to love others. 
that, that, that we're to pour our lives into others in the way that he poured his life into us. And that's personal. So we have to pour out ourselves into others, and that's part of learning. So you have loving and you have learning, and learning is personal. Learning is personal. Learning is, is knowing that daily we're growing and sharing in our faith. Sharing our faith with others. Jesus spent three years with his disciples by teaching them, equipping them, and preparing them. That, that he poured his life into them. And that's saying, I'm committed to you, and I'm committed to that journey that you're on. And, and the Lord spending time with them, that was a, a personal time that he, he sat with his disciples, that he committed his life to them, to grow them, to teach them, to equip them, to help them in what the journey was for them to come. That he personally was involved in their lives. And we're to also be personally involved in others in that daily growing process, part of learning and sharing the faith. The third thing is this, is leading. And leading is visible. Leading is, is I'm, I'm modeling servant leadership. Jesus led his disciples and he gave us a model to look after and, and to follow. He led his disciples by breaking bread together. He, he ministered uh, to all those that they encountered each and every day. He taught the kingdom of God to all those that they encountered. That He healed the sick, the lame, uh, the deaf. The, the, he, he drove out demons to those who were demonically oppressed and even raised the dead. Now when you raise the dead, that's pretty visible. That's a, that's a revelation of something different is happening right now. Something different has occurred. And, and as a servant leader, that we're to serve those that we encounter and be that visible sign. Just as Christ was that servant leader and, and to the point where he was willing to wash the feet of his disciples, that they would, they would see, it would be visible, his leadership. And two, that he was visibly the one who would give up his life on a cross so that we might be saved, that he would give his life over, that we all have that call to that servant leadership. But making disciples is, is a call for every Christian, that none of us are exempt from that. And that there's a process in all our lives to follow after Christ. And we're called to respond to who he is in our life by making disciples of others. That there should be such a joy of who he is in our life that those that we encounter, that we're sharing what he's done for us. And, and I think what we're seeing and the struggle that we're having is we forgot this component of the gospel. We forgot that we were called to go. We forgot that, that we're called to pour our lives into others, which is how we make them disciples. That through loving and learning and leading, through that process that we're growing others, that we're encountering each, encountering each and every day. And the importance of that. That discipleship is intentional, that it's personal, that, that it's visible to others and those around them. But that's what Jesus calls his disciples to do. That's what he says, this is how the world will know it's different. This is how the world will have a revelation of who he is. By those who are my disciples. But not just by them being disciples, but by them making disciples. And that's the call of the church. That's the call for each one of us. That the church is always greater than the building that it meets in. But it continues to go outside the four walls, making visible who Christ is to those that we encounter by loving them, by learning and growing in the faith, by being those servant 
leaders. We've got to be reminded as the people of God that being a disciple and making a disciple is intentional, that it's personal, and that it's visible. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Father, we know the call to go, and Lord, we know we're called um, to respond to that, 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 that it requires us to say yes, Lord, and to follow after you in that way, and to be intentional, Lord, in all that we do as we share the gospel. So help us, Father. Help us not be ashamed of the good news of who you are, and help us go forth boldly into the world, sharing that good news. Now, if you're listening right now and, and, and it's the first time that maybe you've heard the gospel and recognize that Jesus is calling you to that relationship with himself personally, that he's saying that I went to the cross and died for your sins, we've got to respond to that. And then we've got to get on a process of becoming that follower, that disciple of Christ. We've got to enter the school of Jesus. Well, it starts by surrendering for my selfish ways, my sinful ways, asking him for that forgiveness. And by grace, he meets me there. And by grace, he, he, he offers this eternal life. But I've got to make that step forward. And if you haven't asked the Lord in your life that way, what I can tell you is that that's where it all begins. And then the discipleship process begins to happen by those that you encounter around you that will help you on that journey. Well, if you don't know the Lord that way, I want to pray with you that you would come to know him that way. So just pray this prayer with me. Just repeat after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I need you. I thank you for dying on the cross for my sins. I open the door of my life and I ask you to come in. Take control of my life and make me the person that you want me to be. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, if you just prayed that and you're on our campus, just let us know that that you asked him into your life that way because we want to help you be discipled on this journey to respond to who Jesus is in your life. Amen.